1: Welcome to a very special season preview with my boy Robert Mishevich. I am so excited, Rob, to go over the Eastern and Western Conference. We're going 1 through 15. My levels are high. Kings versus Lakers tonight. We're going to see a nice little indication of what's to come this season because everybody playing LeBron, Russ, AD, De'Aaron, Tyrese, everybody is playing tonight. So I'm excited. We've been watching the Raptors do well as well and uh yeah let's get to it brother we both have a list one through 15. i believe we're covering the east first going one through 15 and then we'll follow up with the west you'll give me your answer at number one then i'll give you my answer we'll kind of discuss it go back and forth and just let the dialogue take care uh, t- take care of itself after that brother but first of all how you doing man I'm
0: um, i'm still reeling from sam decker's uh Kobe performance. I love that. <laughs> and to anyone watching this, go check out this dude's uh, interview today. He gave like a 12 minute interview where he's just talking about his two year foray outside the NBA, going over to Turkey, going over to Russia. It's probably the realest you've ever seen an NBA player get. It was, it was touching, man. People were like, dude, I got like tears in my eyes. This guy is like so real. So I'm, I'm really pulling for this guy.
1: That is yeah. awesome to hear. That is awesome here. All right, and without further ado, let's get to it. At number one, what do you got, Robert? Yeah. I got the Nets. Okay, so you kind of froze. Okay, so you got the Nets at number one. I got the Nets. I got the Nets at number one. Who you got? Really? Because you sent me a different list. You sent me the Bucks. No, actually, you didn't. My bad. You sent me the Nets. I got the Bucks at number one. <laughs> okay, perfect. So I got the Bucks at number one. Tell me why you got the Nets at number one, even with all this Kyrie drama.
0: I do. I think they play. I think they play just as well, if not better, without Kyrie. Um, mm-hmm. It's sort of an openly kept secret in the in the NBA. You know, they really don't need him. Uh, they got a lot of veteran depth. They got guard depth. They got Patty Mills. They do. Low key, honestly, with Kyrie in the playoffs, they're scary. Yes. Without him, if he's coming in and out, that would have been that would have been a disaster. That would have been hard to do. But if he's just out, and they're just going to stay with them with him out until that until that's resolved, I have them winning the East. The gap between them and the next team is just it's big.
1: Mm, I I guess I would disagree just a little bit just because or uh, push back a little bit because the Bucks are the defending NBA champions. They also got deeper this year with their acquisitions in the summer. And even though I do agree that the Nets are deeper than last year, not having Kyrie, it's hard to replace him, that type of star when he's all the way there, like when he's locked in. Kyrie is one of the best players in the NBA. He's so fun to watch, but you're right. I, I've, There's only one ball. There's right, only one right, ball. Right, right. But I, yeah, um, I mean, that's. The, I think that's always a kind of argument to saying, well, all three guys can get 50 on any night. And you're like, well, they can't all get 50 on one on one night. And I'm like, yes, I agree. And he, even, you know, both Coach Rafa from the Heat and myself, are, our biggest thing is, <clears throat> well, James Harden, Kyrie, and Durant do the dirty things in the playoff game to win a game, like diving on the floor, doing all the little things? And and the answer is no. So, yes, I do agree uh, with that argument. But at the same time, if two guys are having an off night, the other guy is more than capable. And that's why in the NBA, man, as much as people want to talk about coaching the best talent for the most part always wins and that's going to hurt them i think in the playoffs but in the season they should be fine it's going to be competitive all year for me bucks are going to be really really good again and that's why i got them at number 1 but i mean it's it's one a one b that's why i got the nets at number 2 you can easily swap those right i mean it's not like during the regular season i feel like the bucks are always at their best anyway blowing teams out left and right but yeah i'm i'm not i'm not mad at you for having the nets at number 1
0: I think it's a bit of a championship hangover. I okay. think losing
1: PJ Tucker definitely doesn't. It doesn't help.
0: Um, I, I like the idea of having True Holiday back for a whole season, but I think I like the idea of having Durant and Harden healthy together from preseason much better. Because last year was kind of like you know, yeah. Even though they, they they're they're a natural fit together, they know each other really well. But having those guys from training camp and then having the entire roster around them to adapt to them right from the get go. And they seem motivated. Maybe there's a chip on their shoulder. Everyone's kind of questioning it, you know. Um, so I just I just think their upside's a little bit higher. Yeah. Okay. Well, you got it at number three. Cause so, I mean I, I got the Bucks number right. two. So. okay, <laughs>
1: yeah. perfect. So at number three, I have the Hawks. So do I. We got nothing
0: to discuss there. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, briefly it's, it's Tray City. The it's Trey City, Ice Tray. I love his new sneakers. Don't know if I'll get them yet because I'm more of an Air Jordan type guy. I love the, the brand new Air Jordan 36s. I think it's the best shoe 2021. So if y'all looking for a shoe this year, I, I believe the Air Jordan 36s are the best, but The aesthetics of the new ice trays are pretty nice, especially those baby ice blue, you know, so it goes with the theme. But hey, man, it's another year of ice tray getting better. But we both talked about how he's a liability on defense, but they're surrounding him with a lot of wing depth and a lot of athleticism. So that's why I think they get better, even though he came out a few days ago and said that we're still underdogs. Right. But they're not going to catch anyone by surprise this year. Right. Because they have more film on them. They'll be better prepared for them. But I still feel like. League wide from a national perspective, many people won't have a my number three like you and I, right?
0: Yeah, uh, I, I think uh, there's definitely a case to be made for the Celtics. I debated hard. Me too. Uh, Me I've, too. I've, 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 been, I've been watching Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, and these two look super special. Like, uh, I think Brown is going to take another step up for sure. Like, I'm watching some of his offseason videos, his handle looks slick. And Jason Tatum came out today and he said, you know, I got to go from being a top 15 to a top five. And my first thought was he could do it. He's legitimately capable of being that type of player. Uh, so, you know, these two guys, uh, it's special. Like what Boston could have is really special. And, you know, I could very easily see a situation where they're number one in the East. I really could.
1: it's not crazy to think. Yeah, it's its, it's yeah, Dennis. Not crazy
0: Dennis Shooter's on a them contract. You know, um, they got uh, they got Horford back. You know, he might he might have unlocked something. They got a new coach. You know, new voice in the locker room. Great. So I just think there's a lot of and, and there's some continuity from last year. You know, Marcus Smart's got a lot to prove. Yep. So yeah. it's just one of those teams where I think you know, um, no disrespect to Brad Stevens, I just think that they needed a new voice, yes. and I think they got a great, bright new coach uh, who's already implementing some awesome stuff. So. Yeah, those two together, if they can stay
1: healthy. Um, yeah, they could be scary. Right. We both have the Hawks at three, the Celtics at four, but at number five is where we disagree. I have the Miami Heat with your guy, Kyle Lowry, leading the way this year at the point guard position. He is rejuvenated. Anyone that's going to Miami gonna get rejuvenated. Let's be honest. You and I, I mean I just I just came back from there like a month ago, so it was a hell of a time. I know he's gonna have a hell of a time. And it, just, just in that preseason game alone, I was like, damn, like he looks like he got his legs under him. He looks healthy. And with that type of leadership, with that type of pressure, with the guy who was a dog in Jimmy Butler, another year of Tyler Hero who needs to prove it, especially if, if he's out here saying that he's on the same, you know, trajectory as an ice tray, as a Luca. When you put yourself in those type of conversations, you better back it up. He proved it. You know, for a few months in the playoffs, about a year and a half ago, he kind of had an off here last year. A lot of drama off the court. Um, so, we'll see what happens with them. But they also acquired P.J. Tucker. And it's another year of Bam out of you. What version of Bam will we get? I think it's going to be the best version, especially with a true point guard like Kyle leading the way. They can easily be number one as well. So... You know, I, the East for the first time in fifteen years is loaded this year. That's why this list was so hard for me to make. So I got the Heat at number five. You know, it's
0: funny. I did this list like a couple of times, and
1: <laughs> I, I I ended up like
0: leaving the Raptors off once, and I was like, "Wow, well, well, me too." I, I, we 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 got we got to go back on that one. Um, but you know what? It's it's so easy to see. Uh, you know, I I get the upside with the Heat. I get the upside with the Bulls. I get the upside uh, with a lot of teams. But I I do worry about, you know, Kyle Lauer and Jimmy Butler. Like, they are on, uh, you know, they're on the, you know, Jimmy yeah. might not be 35, but he might as well be 35. Like, those years with Tibbs, like, those are some long years. And they take a lot off your body, right?
1: Both so in Chicago I, and Minnesota, Right.
0: Right. And, you know, that's kind of where I see that uh, thing kind of falling apart is, you know, does does the chemistry situation with, you know, will the Miami Heat champion Tyler Hero kind of playing uh, Trey Youngball because right. he, he could probably do it. I mean, he doesn't lack the confidence. He has a great shot. Um, so and Bam's just been paid. Right. It's not a contract here anymore.
1: Right. So.
0: I don't know. There's a there's there's a lot of enthusiasm around Miami right now. GM surveyed said that they had the best offseason, right? They did just make the finals like, you know, albeit in the bubble two years ago. Um, but I'm not buying it. You know, I think uh I think the Lowry regression is real. Take it from a Raptor fan, I watched them play last year. I mean, it's not talked about very often and maybe the league hasn't really woken up to it yet, but it is real. Like it's a hundred percent real, you know, Okay. like he might be, he's, uh, we're going to miss him like a hundred percent greatest Raptor of all time, all that stuff, build him a statue. Um, but it is real. And so, you know, and you said he's rejuvenated down in Miami. Well, in in fairness he was playing golf in tampa all last year
1: a little bit different tampa you know miami got a little bit of different vibes there but what we'll see (laughs) you
0: you don't you you don't think he took a private jet over a couple times (laughs) a couple times a week get real nobody spends time in tampa come Uh, on yeah They, they had like five hours off he's probably flying over to miami so yeah i mean i I don't know. I, I don't. I don't see that uh, right away, but it, it wouldn't shock me if they were second or third. You know, it really yeah. wouldn't. Um, and a lot of people will have them there for sure. But you got the Sixers out five, right? I do. I do. Um, yeah. I, they scare know, I me though. So-
1: I, I think with Ben Simmons not being there, that that worries me a lot. And I don't know what version of Ben they're getting back. If it's a wink wink deal play for a couple games till we trade you type of deal and then if they do indeed trade him and then this whole list is going to be dumb because it changes just like last year with the Rockets I had the Rockets in the playoffs with Harden and they would have made it with Harden and Christian Wood but when he got traded that kind of messed up the whole thing that's why they're such a wild card which is why I have them a lot lower than you but yeah, I mean yeah, with the I Sixers. Mean, I see with it. the
0: Sixers, it's it's sort of strange, right? Because on the one hand, you know, if Ben Simmons comes back and he plays his butt off, right, he's mm-hmm. got a chip on his shoulder right now. He's listened to the entire media drag him, and you and I probably both agree he's a top twenty five player in the NBA. For sure. Right?
1: For no? sure. For sure. Yeah, for sure.
0: Like for I, sure. I mean, I'm I'm there. I, I borderline sometimes think about him as top twenty, top fifteen on certain nights. So He's talented to to an extreme and he's extremely motivated right now. Um, What will that mean? Well, he's not a selfish player, so it's not going to mean he's going to come out and shoot 40 shots. But it is going to be like one of those situations where the other side of this is what if the team is very united and motivated because of all the drama that's happened with him? Could they then, you know, kind of rally around Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris? both of whom are very much capable of being a one and two option on a top team. You know, um, Seth Curry looks great right now. Or he's they could implode. Of- <laughs> I doubt it. I really do. I think Doc, you know, for all of his faults as a coach, and I think he is so overrated. He is so good at keeping people together. He's such a master manipulator and so good at this. I would not be shocked if right now he's using every ounce of this Kind of Phil Jackson style. I don't. I don't ever want to put Doc Rivers and Phil Jackson in the same sentence ever again. But kind of Phil Jackson style of like kind of uniting everything, everyone against something. You know what I mean? Like Kobe, right. Shaq. You know Jordan, Rodman. That whole thing. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised. This is just a team that's dialed in. You know, they they look like they they could be. And and I think Embiid's got a lot to prove. You know, I think Ben Simmons has got a lot to prove. I think Doc Rivers has a lot to prove. And I think this roster as a whole um, just has a lot of spotlight on them right now and for all the wrong reasons. And I think that they would love to just turn it back to basketball. And I think the fans are going to cheer really hard, you know, for for Embiid. And, you know, if, if Ben Simmons comes back and then fakes an injury, I don't know. And then the other, you know, wild card here is what if they do get something really great back for him? You know what I mean? What if they get a package centered on Malcolm Brogdon and like, you know, DeMontis bonus or something like that? Like you could legitimately be talking about a team that wins 60 games.
1: Yeah, you know, so it's crazy. It, the ups,
0: The upside is huge if, if Embiid stays healthy. I, I don't see this team bottoming out. Uh, you, you know, in the in the play-in or anything. He's he's too good.
1: So who do you have on number six?
0: I have the Heat. <laughs> okay,
1: so I have we, the Heat at number six. So we kind of yeah. went over that already. Um, and then at number six, I have. The Pacers, which we haven't spoken about yet. Last, the year before, not last year, but season before, they were a top five team when they were healthy. Last year, I don't know if there was anyone as injury riddled as that team. I mean, everybody was injured, okay? And this year with the acquisition, or not the acquisition, but drafting a guy um, like Isaiah Jackson, like my guy from Oregon. I'm slipping on his name right now. I am loving the fact that they acquired these two guys. And then the most important acquisition was their head coach, and Ray Carlyle, who to me is still a top five head coach in the NBA, regardless of him being older. He's so well respected. And, you know, some can make the argument, oh, well, why didn't it work out in Dallas with Luca? Hey, man, Luca's Luca, and I love me some Luca, but sometimes you just got to move on. They did. The Pacers ended up getting a very well respected coach. So, if they're healthy with Sabonis, who was one of the better players in the NBA, he gets no respect in that way. He's so underrated. Miles Turner, I don't love the fit, but if they can trade him away and get more depth on at the wing position, and then if TJ somehow rejuvenates himself and he's back to that bubble, TJ, that's a scary team, man, because to me... Malcolm is an all-star level type player when healthy, and so is Karis LeVert. And those are big two big ifs, but if that team is dialed in and well-coached, there's no reason to believe that they can't be a top-five team again.
0: I mean, right. uh, yeah, I, I mean, I hear that for sure, and I see the upside. I disagree with Rick Carlisle being a top-five coach. Oof. I 100% disagree with that. Okay. Uh, I like him. I do, um, you know, uh, I liked him in Detroit, <laughs> you know, and I liked him, uh, I liked him with the Mavs, but I do think that, you know, as much as, as much credit as I give him for that championship, uh, with Dallas, um, you know, there's, there's been a lot of moments last few years with KP and, and Luca that's made me really think about, uh, his fit, um, in the modern NBA, uh, the way he thinks. Um, there's a lot of new coaches that have come in and, and, you know, we, we might look at someone like Udoka or nurse, and it might be hard to compare them against a Popovich or a Rick Carlisle just because of tenure and because of years, but you don't coach 20 years at a time. You coach one game at a time. So I think there's a lot of fresh ideas floating around and, you know, we'll, will the you know, given everything that happened with the Pacers last year, uh, with Nate anything is going to be an upgrade right now apparently right with with what was happening so the team could be really motivated but i think miles turner is still on the block they still have uh i don't think they have a superstar or a star player i think Karis Levert. Do you think sabone's is a star i don't know oh, <sighs> i mean i think he's yeah, i think he's really good don't get me wrong but to me uh like a star you're talking about an all-star right he's an all-star for but sure. Could, I mean,
1: he, he's for sure an all star. But to me, he's just an underappreciated star league wide, because, again, not many people watch the Pacers play. They play in Indiana. I, I understand those things. but When you watch that guy play, there's nothing he can do offensively. Great footwork, a beast inside w- with the boards. I, I mean, like, what can he do offensively?
0: Um, I don't think it's only offense. Right. I think defensively. I mean, he's a great passer he's an amazing that's what I'm saying. like he's he's, he's, he's so a, he's,
1: versatile offensively but he he may not be great defensively. He, he's not bad I and mean, let's be honest like he's he's not bad so i i just think he's underappreciated that's all and that's why i i have him so high at, at number six
0: i think when, when when i think star i'm not thinking jimmy butler okay is he top 25 thinking- to you uh, yes, borderline. <laughs> or no, no, he's not Oof. because I, you know what? Honestly, like I, 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 match it two ways, right? I'm not a big Pascal Siakam guy. Okay. I wouldn't trade Pascal Siakam for Demontis Sabonis right away. That's I don't.
1: That is interesting. And,
0: and and I don't rate Pascal Siakam as a top twenty five player. So if you want to go down the list of top twenty five players, I don't think. Dude, DeMonte I would Savonis love
1: would the fit with Sabonis, Scotty Barnes, and OG. I think it'd be a great fit. And you like, I it will. I got you there. That would be a great no, fit, bro.
0: No, it, it wouldn't because it would completely screw up like what they do because you would have to slow the offense down. Hey, uh, no, you don't. You'd have to you don't. into the post. So, Sabonis can run. He, he He's not Pascal Siakam. <laughs> For sure. I they're, mean, they're, a, they're different Siakam, players. Siakam's a gazelle. Siakam can switch one through. Uh, I legitimately believe Pia- Siakam can switch two through five. And Sabonis can't. He just can't. So, it, but it gives you a that lot different waves. presence
1: in the playoffs, where if you do need a bucket, you can give it to Sabonis when the game slows down. He'd be your perfect five with so much length. I, I think that would be a great
0: he team. Has, <laughs> he has no length. Has, his his wingspan is literally yeah. The same but he's entire, I mean he's 11. a five
1: though. Like to me, he's a he's a center in the NBA.
0: He's a center only because everything went small. But if you brought Elijah Juan and like you oh, and I back, mean, he's yeah. not a center. He's a, he's For a four. Sure. So, I mean, he's a center, like, again, I just, I don't value that much. Um, maybe I'm, I'm a, I'm a new school guy. Like I'm, I'm, I'm brainwashed by Nick nurse and how he, and how he preaches offense. But to me, a guy like Jaleel Okafor, who's literally like 18 PR, like score 64 true, true shooting last year or the year before. And he just got waved by the Hawks. Right. Post scoring, if you scoring like 1.1 to 1.2 points per possession, that's a low efficiency shot to some extent. I mean, if you can balance it out and you can open up the three-point line for for your team, great. And Sabonis does that a lot. But I don't value post scoring. I don't value the places that he scores from as much as I value the places Siakam scores from.
1: That's an argument. Yeah. That's a question that I would love to ask Coach Nurse but all right at num- will, will you trade Pascal Siakam yeah. for yeah no, he real. probably
0: would he probably would I he, think he had he would. a blow he had a, he had a he had a blow up with Pascal Siakam but I I just yeah I I
1: see the upside but yeah anyways moving okay on. so at number what are we seven Where, yep I got my Raptors speak of the okay. devil I, I, got, I got I got the Toronto Raptors and I have the Sixers and, but go ahead why do you have uh, the Raptors so high well, I mean, for starters, I'm in Toronto. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> that's, that's my Homer bias. No, but, but honestly, um, it's because I follow this team really closely. And uh, just even without Siakam, even without Boucher, even without Cam and Utah Wantanabe for most of the preseason, and I know it's just preseason, they were a top seven, top eight defensive team in the league without those guys, I mean, they were bottom five, bottom six, to offense, but Siakam fixes a lot of that. And Boucher fixes a lot of that. I mean, right now these, these numbers are basically a result of length and the system and some very gifted athletes who frankly, they, they cover up a lot of mistakes, right? But you replace the minutes that Banton, um, and guys like, you know, um, God, who else has been playing for this team? Ish Wainwright, Sam Decker, You know, a lot of these guys that have been playing minutes, Isaac Bonga, you know, and you replace these guys with formidable starters, like legit starters who can play decent minutes. I mean, I think they have a positive surprise in Svee. I just think this entire team is super underrated. I really do. Me too. I think Precious is being slept on. I think Scotty Barnes is being slept on. I think Svee is being slept slept on. Um, I think OG is being slept on. So I think they legitimately have four guys who could drastically exceed expectations and honestly, let's be real. We're not talking about Pascal Siakam the way we were two years ago. For sure. Right? When he was coming off the final run, you know, and uh, he was an all-star, right? But uh, all accounts from him are that he's gone through a bit of an emotional journey the last year and a half with, the, with COVID, with the pandemic. We don't know how isolation impacts different people, right? right? And apparently being away from Toronto really impacted this dude. And it coincides with his drop-off in play. I mean, he was averaging like 24, 25 points per game. I mean, he became an all-star and then suddenly we entered the NBA bubble in Orlando and he doesn't even remember how to play basketball. Like he looked like trash compared. He was trash against Brooklyn. He was trash against Boston. He got shut down by Jalen Brown one-on-one and he was pretty decently bad last year for most of it too. So if he's back to his normal self, I mean, the Raptors legitimately, I mean, I think this is a floor seven, eight, nine playing is a floor. I legitimately think, like, this team could be four or five, you know. It, it, they could surprise some people, and I think OG's going to pop for sure. I, he's looked great in preseason. Um, Yeah. And, uh, you don't have to really convince
1: concerned. me, brother. I, I'm high on the Raptors, yeah. but I do understand some of the difficulties that they will have during the season. But let's speed up things because yep. I do have to be at the King-Laker game tonight. So I'm going to go 8 through 15 real fast, and then we'll go through your 8 through 15 as well. So I got the Bulls at 8. So, again, the Bulls are everybody's darling this season uh real quick i don't love the roster construction i love some of the players on that team i just wish they had more shooting which people want to know oh, zach, zach levine's a volume scorer, he's a volume shooter he's not a shooter i'm talking like a buddy heel joe harris uh, those types of shooters around you know a Vucevic, and to create more space for zach levine i don't think lonzo's 40 percent is real and they'll soon find out i don't think alex caruso's shot is real but he does everything else so well. So, so, but so I got the Bulls at eight, the Knicks at nine, which some people may be mad. But again, seven through ten, that's a plan. It's gonna be super fun to watch that. So I got the six or seven Bulls, eight Knicks, nine Raptors, ten. So that's my plan. And then my team's outside looking in. The Hornets at eleven, the Wizards at twelve, the Pistons at thirteen, the Calves at fourteen, and the, and the Magic at fifteen. Who's your so nine got- through fifteen? We
0: got almost identical teams missing the play in. So my bottom 10. Mm -hmm. So my bottom five are the Hornets, Wizards, Cavs, Pistons, Magic. I think the Magic are going to be so bad this year uh, unless Jonathan Isaac turns into like an all star. And I just don't see that happening after like two two major injuries. And I Um, love them. But yeah, you're right. I think he's awesome and I love everything that this guy is like about. Um as a player, he's a he's, awesome. he's a human as a solid, human solid too human being. Um, you know, all the all just yeah, so uh the pistons, yeah, I just I don't see the upside at all. The Cavs, I think they're a mess. Uh the Wizards, you know, will they trade Bradley Beale? Will they not? That's the uh, question for me. Yep. Yeah, let that be the question for the next five years. <laughs> um, and the Hornets, I, I, I just think, you know, they were awesome last year. They were fifth. Uh, I'm not huge Lamello guy. I actually like Lonzo better <laughs> nah, nah, really? I'm like the Only person in the world. I, I feel like LaVar ball and I should have a conversation about that at some point, but like, <laughs> I really do like Lonzo. I like Lonzo. I like his game a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm not convinced that, um, that Gordon Hayward can stay healthy. Uh, and then, and then the bottom after the Raptors, I had the Bulls at 8, the Knicks at 9, and the Pacers at 10. So I clearly similar. am a lot less bullish on the Pacers than you are. But mainly my my argument for the Bulls is I really like Patrick Williams. Um, the bad. only reason I have him this low, frankly, I don't even think this is high. I think this is very low for them. And I think it's almost criminal that I put them behind the Raptors. But
1: yeah.
0: um, I do think Levine's a little bit underrated. And I'm his biggest hater. I do not like this guy. I don't like his face. I don't know. It's something about him. I just I can't... His, his game sometimes and it's it's been since Minnesota but I'm coming around to him since the USA team uh I think DeRozan's a good passer I think like that's the one thing that they have going for them their offense is so passer friendly like everyone can pass Vucevic is a good passer Lonzo's an amazing passer DeRozan's an amazing passer yeah. you know Caruso is an amazing passer Right. So you you just get it all together and the offense is just flowing and they're blowing teams out by 60 in the preseason. And I know it's preseason, but this is also a team that's basically just assembled from scratch and they're already vibing so hard. I think they're just a bunch of guys who have a lot to prove. And unlike you, I do think Lonzo's 40 percent is real. Mm. So
1: I'm higher on them for sure. Uh, yeah, mm, so that's where okay. I'm at. That's where I'm at with the East, All where are right. am at with the West. Okay, let's go 1 through 5, and then 6 through 10. So at number 1, I got the Jazz. At number 2, I got the Nuggets. At number 3, I got the Suns. At number 4, I got the Warriors. Big, big if, if they can stay healthy. And number 5, I got the Lakers you're you're a top five
0: wow okay no that's amazing <laughs> we both have the lakers at five did you copy my list okay. no i so, did it <laughs> no this is this is amazing because most of the preseason rankings i see clippers uh sorry the lakers really high so i also have i had the nuggets one jazz two maps three Suns four lakers five and i gotta be honest i was very tempted to take the lakers down a bit from this me too but i'm I-
1: like I don't love yeah. the idea of all these dudes, and then one injury, they're one injury away from being once again in seven, eight, nine, ten seed, bro. Road talk. Yeah,
0: they're they're really old. <laughs> like they, right. they're they're an, they're an old team, and they don't necessarily make sense. And I think there's a lot of GMs out there that just get like unbelievable amounts of credit for frankly they they get they get the benefit of the doubt even though they haven't really earned it. And I don't think Polinka's necessarily earned the benefit of the doubt because of one freaking championship in the bubble. I think, like, they've made a lot of disastrous roster moves. Uh, Montrose Hero, Marcus, All, Andre Drummond. Like, they've made some pretty dumbass moves yep. in, in the last few years. Um, and this uh, this offseason, I mean, there are a lot of people saying they got the best value deals. Yeah, Taylor H- Horton Tucker, awesome deal. They got a bunch of guys that frankly are signing for, like, 13 to 15% of their value, but at the end of the day, like Russ Lebron, doesn't make sense to me. It just it,
1: it just I doesn't. can't
0: add up to that. And I mean, some people have tried to sell me on it, and they say, "Well, you know, Russ will kind of take over that Lebron role, Stop. so that Lebron doesn't get I'm like." <laughs> Stop. I'm like, that's like that's like the West Al's is Crusoe too deep.
1: There. For this, oh, well, let me like replace him as a placement type player. And like, no, like y'all not yeah. good enough to have him just as a placement or or let me replace LeBron. Nobody yeah. can replace LeBron James. So no. Yeah. I don't buy yeah, yeah, it, bro. Yeah, for sure. I don't buy and I,
0: it. And I, and, I, and I I agree. And I, I think the Suns are going to come back down to earth a little bit. There might be some too. bad blood between Aiden and management. Um, I think Bridges is awesome. Me I too. Think I love Bridges. To get better, but I, I do think that uh, Chris Paul might, might – Taper off a little bit, and That's I have the fair. Nuggets number one because I think Jamal Murray is going to be a huge thing coming back. um I think Michael Porter Jr. is just you know, I mean, I'm not the highest. He's kind of got a Zach Levine face for me. Like I got, I got an issue with
1: this guy too, but can't deny you just comment. don't like light skins, super man.
0: <laughs> it's it's not about light skins. It's it's about divas, bro. Like oh, I love Ben Simmons, gosh. but I just don't like divas, and he he's try, he kind of has that that sort of vibe to him that yeah. he's just like super cocky. But honestly, no, Ben Simmons is extremely cocky.
1: Ben Simmons is extremely uh, arrogant. Like, I've been in the locker room with him. Like, he is super arrogant.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not a light skinned thing because I love Lonzo Ball more than more than probably all But it's funny ball how ball all three guys
1: are all light skins.
0: <laughs> no, but I like I like Benson. Oh, it's man. it's it's just Michael Porter Jr. and okay. Zach Levine. <laughs> it's just those two guys and Pascal
1: Siakam so, and Fred <laughs> Oh,
0: Shoot, we got another light skin. Oh, man. Um, so yeah. uh, no, I yeah. I
1: agree, bro. I I got the Jazz one, Nuggets two. Those two teams are extremely underrated uh, to some extent because they are really good. They proved it last year. They're going to prove it again this year if they yeah. can stay healthy. My thing with this Jazz, and they and they robbed us of a great, great Western Conference Finals. It should have been Jazz. Suns, uh, you know, matchups again. The Rudy Gobert question mark in the playoffs, I don't get it. I don't know if it's him or his trainer not working on just – Put together one move you can go to in the playoffs, my brother. We know you're great defensively, but you cannot help that team offensively. You're just not good. And it's not because you're not capable of doing it, it's because maybe you just don't want to. You've had eight plus years in the league. You should have a go to move, and he doesn't. Catching a lob is not enough in today's NBA as an offense, as a center, period, especially in the playoffs, because those type of traditional, you know, the Brook Lopez, at least Brook can spread the floor out. But these bigger centers, they running off the floor yeah. because they hunt them and great guards know how to attack them. So that's a huge question mark. But I love the fact that they added my boy from Baylor um, and, and, and Butler. Like, I had Jared Butler coming out of junior year but because of his heart conditions he didn't come out same question mark sister would have he would have easily been the top 15 on my big board but because he wasn't mm-hmm. and I take the heart conditions very serious I had him about 27 28 but in terms of talent yeah. he is NBA ready he's going to be such a plus when Mike Conley gets injured not to say that I want him to. I I just feel like he will because that's just that's just the the type of player that he is he's he's a little bit smaller like these smaller guards You know, it's hard to last an 82-game season. So the addition of Butler, if he can stay healthy himself, coming off that bench with that microwave score and Jordan Clarkson, the Jazz are a complete team, the most complete team in the Western Conference to me. And they got one of the best players in the world in Donovan Mitchell. So I love what they're doing there. And that's why I got him on number one. And again, the Suns on number three. There is a little bit of a hangover, but they're a very tough team. Mikkel Bridges is going to get better. He has that Kawhi Lander feel to him. Like every year he's gradually getting better. I expect a lot from him this season. As- Can I ask you a question? If
0: you if you had to pick one of your top five teams that just completely misses the plan, who would it be? Hmm. Could you see any of these teams just falling off the face of the earth? The Warriors, or-
1: just because of the injuries. Because I have them at number four.
0: Mm, okay. Uh, that's that's a big reason why I don't have the Warriors right. in my top five.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Okay. So I got the Jazz Nuggets Suns again with the Warriors, they can be phenomenal, right? With Steph and all that veteran depth that they got this year. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. And again, the biggest question mark, Clay Thompson, can he return to form? But they got Jordan Poole playing out of his mind right now. He could be finally the, the uh, third splash brother that they've been looking for. He's looking super smooth, super nice. And we'll see what he does this year, man. Because in preseason, he's looked like a – I hate to use the word star, but he's looked so good this year. So he's we'll see awesome, what happens. But, yeah, But it
0: is preseason. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I mean – I got the Warriors at number six, right? Yeah. So if we're gonna go six. Let us go six, uh, six through ten. Yeah. So I got I got Warriors six. I got Clippers seven, Grizzlies eight, mm-hmm. Blazers nine, and I got your Kings at number ten. Okay. Okay. And, and it, it took it took a lot of last minute convincing to put me put them over the Thunder because I'm really high on Shea Gale, just Alexander, but I I like uh, I like Box
1: a lot. So okay. It was a toss up. So at number six, I got the Mavs. So our our top six are, are pretty similar. It's just gotta swap some teams out. I got the Grizzlies at seven. I got the Kings at eight. Blazers at nine. Clippers at ten. I think there's gonna be a huge, huge, uh, you know, hangover for the Clippers not having Kawhi Leonard. I don't think they got better this year. I'm not a big fan of Drew Bledsoe. I know a, a lot of Clipper fans want to talk about that. Uh, I'm not. I'm. I'm not buying it. You know, you have to depend on your internal guys like. Mr. Man to get better. He could get better, but not enough in the 82-game season in a very competitive West. The Grizzlies, some say they got worse. You could make the argument losing Valanchunas. We'll see what happens there. So no, but still, John Morant, it's another year. And for Jaron Jackson, who I love, I had him number two on my big board in 2018. He needs to stay healthy. When he's healthy, unlike Marvin Bagley, he actually makes a difference and he impacts winning. So yes, both guys have been injury-riddled. But one guy impacts one and the other guy doesn't so that's why i got the grizzlies at number seven and again again the king's number eight darren fox is tape is darren fox is taking that huge leap this year to become a legitimate close to superstar to me he's already an all-star regardless of him not making the game last and that was ridiculous like you only have 12 spots so a lot of players like sga like fox didn't make the team that doesn't mean they're not an an all-star like opposing teams are you know they're game planning for these guys like all-stars so to me you don't have to ceremony make the game to me you're an all-star so can he take the next level if he does the kings are right there um and that comes with winning right that's why i got the kings at eight i don't think billups will be a good coach this year i think the blazers will essentially blow it up uh i don't like the roster they got worse this year that's why I'm not high on the Blazers and the Clippers, which is why I got him at nine and ten. They're 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 going to face adversity. I'm interested to see how they how they face it and then how it all happens, but that's why I got him at nine and ten.
0: I, I trust Florida Straight State products to get better. I really do. And and I think man is, you know, I think he could take a step up. I think he showed a lot of that on a higher level in the playoffs. He's, nice. he's nice. He's nice. I think he's good, man. And I and I, I think uh, you know, surge. If he's healthy, right? He he can he can uh, he can provide something that he wasn't able to last year. And I think people sometimes, you know, get washed up in the moment, right? Paul George I love Paul lot, George <laughs> He takes a lot of slack, but he does. There there are times last year, and I'm a big Kawhi guy, where it was legitimately debatable who was better. It, it was really close between those, those two guys in some games. I'm yeah. not saying the whole yeah. whole season. But there were moments, there were stretches in the season. So I think, you know, Paul George is on the cusp of top 15 player in the NBA. He's really there. He doesn't get talked about as much uh, as he should, because I think people just don't like him. Uh, But uh, he's he's that good. And uh, I think I think the Clippers, uh, I don't know how long Kawhi's out. I think he'll he'll miss most of the season, if not like the entire season. But having that guy in the locker room and knowing that he will come back for the playoffs is a lot as well. Like if if he, you know, if it's clear that he will come back for the playoffs, I mean, he could be cleared for that or he could come back in January February. Who knows? You know, I, I haven't looked it up uh, recently, but um, and and yeah, I, I think um, I think the Grizzlies did get worse. And, and I'm kind of surprised I have them at eight. I'm surprised that I have them at my moment, seven. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I even have to that switch that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even that I'm not even that high on John Morant. like okay. I'm not that high on him like I like him as a player and I think he's solid for a second overall pick but I don't think of him as like a top six point guard in the NBA yeah he's not fair. there no, you know no he, he's so not, he's and not. I mean yeah and I mean to, and to the to the final point of you saying like you know uh, Fox being an all-star I think at any given season there's about 35 to 40 all-stars it's and fair. only 24 make the game Either due to injuries, situation, one guy's on a lottery team, mm-hmm. one guy's, you know, like he's just on the outside, um, just in a bad situation, just got traded, whatever, whatever the right. situation is, I agree with you that. know? So, yeah. And I think he's one of those guys. Um, for sure. The reason I have them at number 10 instead of number eight, like you, and the reason I was debating putting them at 11 is I still don't buy the defense for okay. this team. I think Harrison Barnes is good. I think Rashawn Holmes is a solid defender. Um, I don't buy, you know, people saying he's an elite center defender. I think he's a really good defender. Maybe, uh, it's, it's pulled up, but buddy healed. What's going to happen there. Uh, been in trade talks all summer. Right. I mean, um, and you know what the Kings also they they're, they're at my number 10, be over the thunder because I think legitimately this is one of the dark horse teams to actually get Ben Simmons. And if they do, <laughs> you know.
1: I'm that's supr- and that's, that's fair, bro. I- I'm just surprised that you said that Rashawn isn't elite, knowing that you love these types of centers. My only argument, I do think he's elite. And a-, and a lot of Kings fans don't think that because a lot of Kings fans and the recreational fan, they look at blocks per game and like the box score stuff. But when they actually yeah. watch them play, how can you be elite per se when all your guards and all your wings consistently get beat off the dribble. And now you're having a guard two guys at once going back, ro- rotating back, right, on the weak side. And then your guy getting beaten like, oh, this center had this great game. But I'm like, did you see how Marvin Bagley got beat? Did you see how Buddy Hill got beat? Even Fox, even Halliburton. Like, it, to me, it's yeah. like if you put Holmes on the Raptors, you're seeing mm-hmm. him in a different light. Like, you really are.
0: So well, that's, that's, that's a great point, but, uh, I'll tell you, I had a conversation with Kevin O'Neill back in 2004 and we were talking about the Pistons defense and right. how they, they geared, uh, defenders toward at least they geared offensive players towards the baseline and then just basically pummeled them into Ben Wallace, right? They're using the baseline as a defender. They were using this, um, you know, consistently rip and, and, and Tayshaun on the wing. And it really did like, Simplify their defense and it led to a ton of blocks for Ben Wallace. My point is uh, The parts that you're talking about namely uh, the system the coach yes. and the guards They are part of how a center is ranked for sure uh, Rashawn Holmes cannot be a great defender if he's always in foul trouble right. Rashawn Holmes cannot be a great defender if he's constantly having to you know and and the one thing I will say is you know Having watched Marcus all for a year. It was a freaking clinic on a great defensive center not a big blocks guy not but a big, you guys you know. have
1: the pieces and the personnel to switch the king switch everything and they don't have the personnel and that goes back to coaching coach to your strengths fight over the freaking screen stop switching so easily that's what bugs me about it and again you're right you hit it right on the nail how can Rashawn be elite when he's always infallible? because he's he has to recover for everybody else and clean up everybody else's mistakes. It's hard. And yeah, I think but, the, whole ben, but... the, the whole Ben Wallace thing is they played in a different era of basketball. Uh, nowadays, it's so easy to call fouls. It's to the advantage of the offensive player. Hopefully this year with all the new rules changing, it goes back to being balanced. But yeah, go ahead.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I just think that when I think about elite centers, like elite defensive centers throughout history those guys actually do make their guards better. They just make them better. So that's where I think the difference is between a good defensive center, like Rashawn Holmes, Jared Allen, guys like this. Maybe not Jared Allen, but like Rashawn Holmes. uh, And a great defensive center, like a generationally elite center uh, defender like Tim Duncan.
1: Who would you rather have Uh, in the playoffs, Rashawn Holmes or Rudy Gobert? That's easy. That's, that's, That's Rashawn Holmes to me. (laughs)
0: easy I I I don't know I think Rudy in the playoffs I mean depends on against who against who against Joel Embiid uh against uh Milwaukee uh you know what like I have seen what Nick Nurse and his defensive uh lineup with um you know with Marc Gasol and I'm not saying Gasol and uh Gobert are similar uh but they're huge they're huge guys clog up the paint um and uh they're they've got high defensive IQ. I don't think Rudy. But it's different when you have
1: Kawhi Leonard, OG, and Siakam as your guys.
0: OG wasn't playing uh, in the in the playoffs that year. He had an appendectomy. But I I will say the system matters a lot. For sure. And yes, Rashawn Holmes could be a very very top end uh, defensive center and probably be seen as a. I mean, he's a top ten shot blocker
1: regardless, even with all these things that we're saying. So it's not like he's not getting shot blocks. He's a better weak side rim protector for sure. But at the same time, it's just funny to me like, oh, well, I'm like, dude, he's still a t- – even with all these things, he's still a top 10 guy.
0: Yeah, but I, I don't – you you know me. I don't I don't care about blocks. <laughs> I care right, about,
1: or me, me, me I, neither. But like if that's your baseline, like, oh, he don't get blocks or he don't – the- he protects the rim, but it's hard when your coach asks you to switch on to guards every other play. When you're on the perimeter, I, like guarding guys that, because I, he's great. As, there's only two guys who are elite at switching on the perimeter. That's Bam and that's Rashawn, and that's it. Like there is nobody else on their level of being able to to, to actually guard a guard on the perimeter, period. I mean,
0: you know, I know they're not centers, but Precious Chua and Pascal Siakam can do it pretty well. But those guys um, aren't centers, are, so you're right. But there, And there are other guys who can do that. So what I'm saying is like, I mean, just where where these guys occupy on the court, usually uh, they need to have a lot of vision. They need to be able to communicate. They need to be elite communicators. I saw so many instances where Gasol made Lowry, Van Vliet, even Kawhi better defenders based on how he was calling the defense from the back. It's like a quarterback, right? He's basically a quarterback on defense. He's seeing the whole floor from a very different vantage point than anyone who's up at top. So if that center can necessarily orchestrate your defense, um, that's what makes him elite. So I will argue that Rashawn Holmes is not that guy. But in fairness, I haven't watched as many Kings games as you. Not even close. So I'll I'll check him out. You know, I'll watch some more.
1: All right. So let's finish this up. So I got the Wolves at 11. The Spurs at 12. Pelicans at 13 uh, a lottery with the Pelicans at 13 is because of Zion with the news today had to scratch him out yeah. of the top you know 11 top 10 ish I don't like uh the roster construction there not having Zion's not going to help that puts Brandon in a tough situation to being a number one guy he's not a Batman he's a Robin to me and even a third best player so that's why I got him at 13 the Rockets at 14 Thunder at 15 I like the Rockets I like the Thunder a lot the problem is the east got better so you kind of have to think about some of these games some of these wins that they, that they could have gotten in the east are going to change this year and even like 7 through 12 wizards hornets like they're going to get wins against the west so that's what, where i'm thinking like okay it's not going to be easy this year there's going to be a lot more disparity you know on, on on both conferences but yeah i that's that's who i got 11 through 15.
0: Yeah, I, I think, you know, I might be a little bit higher on the Thunder just because I'm a really big Shea guy. Shea Me too. Guy. Like, I'm the I, biggest I Shea guy. guy. And, <laughs> okay, we, we, we could have a competition about that. But, <laughs> but like, I mean, he's Canadian. Ah, uh, shout-out to Canada. Uh, but, you know, I, I like I like him, and, you know, they were a 500-team last year when he played. I they think were? I think that's kind of underrated, uh fact. And the Thunder were deliberately losing games last year, and that's also underrated. And I think Josh Giddy is really good. Like, I think he could be a backup point guard on a contender right now. Good. Right. Um, physically, yeah, he's going to, he's going through, going to go through some struggles, but there's a lot of 10 year point guards who can't pass the way he does. And, um, you know, I'm not trying to overrate the guy, but there's a reason he went sixth overall. Um, Sam Presti knows what he's doing in the draft for the most part. You know, he's a really good talent evaluator. Uh, so, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll reserve my judgment. I I don't know, um, you know, where where those uh, is Poku gonna pop? Uh, maybe not not not, not, not based on what team. I've seen in preseason. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun team, um, but I think Shea's really good. And I don't think he often gets talked about
1: um, in same. the same breath as, SGA as a lot of and guys. and Fox are so underrated, right? Like they're so underappreciated, and and that's unfortunate. But we'll see more of them this year.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So I got I got Thunder eleven. Pelicans, 12, Wolves, 13, Spurs, 14, and Rockets, 15. Uh, it's a bad year for Texas. Uh, like, yeah. I mean, honestly, 14, 15, I could swap it either way. Uh, a lot of people think that Greg Popovich is just too good to coach a team that finishes 14th. I will make the same argument that I make with Ricarla. I don't think he's that good. I don't think he's Oof. a top five coach in the NBA. Oof. That might be a hot take. That might be a that hot be take a hot for take. some people, <laughs> but you know what? He he he's, he's won uh, what nineteen seasons, right? Nineteen seasons of winning. But you know who else won nineteen seasons? Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan left. The winning, the winning stopped. Okay. Nice I, jersey. I was not
1: impressed, by the way. Our, what? <laughs> nice jersey, by the way.
0: Yep. Shout out to Tim Duncan. <laughs> by the way, that was my first jersey. I was in grade six. I, I got that with my first uh, job ever, and man. I bought. I got the job to get the jersey. That's that means how much a lot. Of a Tim Duncan fan, I was. So, I mean, I'm a big Tim Duncan guy and you know, Manu, Tim, et cetera, extremely coachable. Uh, where's this roster today? Right? Like, who is your guy? Dejounte Murray? Is that your guy right now? Is Is Josh Primo going to do something? I, I'm sorry. I just don't see it yeah. Dadi Seung. uh it's a, it's a mishmash. I hope they bought him out for their sake. I hope they bought him out. They tank for Chet Holgram or someone like that in the draft and they, you know, rebuild the right way. And, you know, they send Popovich off into the sunset because yeah, uh, I'm not I'm not super high on them. Uh, I think the Wolves, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, uh, uh, Anthony Edwards, uh, D'Angelo Russell, how many top two picks can you cram onto one team, right? Uh, and funny enough, it's the same thing with the Pelicans, right? With with uh, Brandon yeah. Ingram and uh, Zion Williamson, but at some point, uh, winning in the NBA comes down to six inches between the years, right? You need mature leaders, and both these teams kind of lack that. Uh, they're a little bit rudderless in that sense. Um, so, yeah, so I have the Wolves, you know, finishing 13. I, I think uh, 538 released their projections. They had them finishing much higher, and I just don't see it. And they had the Pelicans finishing sixth because Zion is generational, but I don't think you yeah. can stay healthy. And I think, you know, there's some, ge- there's some serious, there's going to be some serious uh, off-the-court issues there not only with his injury, you know, proneness based on, you know, just his gait and the way he walks and the way he plays. I just don't think he can stay healthy. I mean, I felt the same way about Derrick Rose and how he played. Well, you know, back in the day, I'm just like, this is not a body and a play style that is matched for 82 games. You just can't play this way and walk that way and be healthy. Um, Yeah. So yeah, so that's that's where I'm at with that. And and again, the Rockets, I have them at the very bottom. Um, They're going to be fun to watch. Um, three rookies that I really give a shit about you know in you know in, in, you know it's it's interesting right Jalen green uh, Alperen Schengoon yeah. Guzman Garuba like Josh Christopher there's four rookies that I actually play right yeah. and and, and, and they're gonna be terrible and they're gonna be terrible like they might win 15 games I hope that the losing doesn't kill their spirit because losing a lot in the NBA right off the right off the bat I, I would debate it's almost as bad as not playing at all. Like is those two outcomes as an NBA rookie being on a perennial bottom feeder where you just expect to lose every night. That's really hard to wipe out of the wipe, wipe that taste out uh, of your mouth and kind of learn how to win. And then the other side of it is getting buried on the bench behind a contender and just, you know, kind of figuring out how to stay ready when you might play 50 minutes all season. I think those are both really bad outcomes for young players, and they require a lot of, you know, mental fortitude. So in my opinion, I wish that they would get some veterans and maybe not bottom out completely. Try to be competitive, try to play the right way. But it seems like they're going to go another direction with that. And, uh, you know, will the John Wall thing be, be a distraction? Will it be a hindrance? I don't know. So that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, we'll see if we're right.
1: Well, I got the Rockets winning 27 to 28 games, so I think they'll surprise a lot of people in that way. There's nice. Well, they really? run teams out just because they're so young. And no cast people off by surprise, but yeah, there will be nights where they're, where they'll get blown out and nights where they're like, Oh my God, the jelly green is going off. You know, KPJ is going off, but yeah, man, great points, brother. I gotta go. Yeah. Uh, it was a great show. Make sure you guys like share and subscribe. It'll be on iTunes probably tonight when I get back. Thank you, Robert, man. It was, it was so fun. Um, I'm sure we'll yeah. do this next week when I get back from Dallas, Texas. And yeah, man, I appreciate you. And I'll see you guys on the next one. Peace. Peace.